Dead Bodies is not for the squeamish and is intended for mature audiences. You want me to cover those? Has everyone had enough? Good. Thank you, Simon. They're delicious. <clears throat> Let's put that. You can. Thank you. Thank Simon you. Has, that is beautiful. Thank you, Simon. Provided us with sushi. Eat the avocado, <laughs> Kirsten. That's wasabi. <laughs> not, I've been around long enough to know. <laughs> Eat it. Every time my fridge goes on and off, oh, I wanted to Yes, why? Do it again. Oh, well, we had, um, we had to get some new fobs for our alarm system at home. Mm. And when Kieran was coming down the other morning... He turned the alarm off, but the lights, we've had new lights put on all around the oh. house so that if you walk near the house at night, it's going to light up like a Christmas tree. The outside lights came on when he turned <gasps> the alarm off and he actually stuck his head out the door. I would have loved to have seen it. And he said, there was nothing there. So <laughs> Not even pot plants were there. And I said, well, that's because I lifted the pot plants down onto the driveway so that they would get some rain when the rain fell. Not even the pot plants were there. I think he thought someone had come in and stolen the pot plants. Anyway. We had something weird <coughs> oh. with one of Nadia's puzzles. She's got a puzzle that, um, you know, it's got little, little farm animals on it, but it's got a sensor on it, so yeah. you stick your... um. Chanel, you and I don't say anything. Okay. Okay. Great. Oh. <laughs> okay, so Nadia has a puzzle, um, and it's got animals on it and it's got a sensor so when you put the pieces in it'll make like a little horse noise or something and weirdly we had it stored away and whenever I turn the light on and off in the kitchen it just it starts making this weird like and it scared the shit out of us for like for about five days we're like what the fuck is that noise I don't think I can do it either I know we were trying to leave you sort of just hanging there on your own and it was so awkward I was like but that's I used to do that when if when the kids were tiny and Kieran, is there something weird happening with my microphone or is it fine? Um, and if Kieran was away, you suddenly, you know, got all the responsibility. I used to put all of the, the rattles and the, every noisy toy, yeah. I would put just inside the door <gasps> so that if a burglar tried to get in, oh, I would know. put them under windows, in every doorway. Yeah, you would hear it, cluck, cluck, one thing, farm animals But you hear off. it and then what? What's your next move? Yeah. Okay, I've got a can of deodorant. No, that's not, yes. good. not enough. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's not good enough. You need a match. Or a candle. Oh. And a deodorant. Like a flamethrower. Like flame the flamethrower, yeah. <laughs> okay, no one's out. doing that. I have thought this through, though, because our bedrooms are upstairs. Yes. I am going full Home Alone movie on whoever comes in. <laughs> You're like First. tying string to a cake pan. A paint pan. <laughs> I said it the wrong way around. A paint uh, can. And swinging it over the... Yeah, stairs. chucking marbles Could downstairs. Do. Well, I'm at the top of the stairs. First thing I would do would be to yell out in a very aggressive way, as in like, "You got fuckers! I've got that. lots of things up here. Get the hell off my <laughs> lawn!" <laughs> I would do that. I would just try and sound, and and then I would say something that implied that there was a lot of men in the house. Yeah, good guys, get out here! <laughs> we're being robbed. And then I've got the an ironing board and an iron upstairs. So first I would throw the ironing board down no. the stairs up. Because you think about it, you're up the top. You're throwing. You're in a good position. No, it's like such an awkward item to lug down, like just to piff, 
the ironing board. Yep. How Drop it on their head. <laughs> and then, get this, this is where the Home Alone thing comes in. The iron, because you've got the cord, and that's a massive, heavy, and sharp, quite pointy it bit is. that does for you, you know, the corners. <laughs> Bang, they're copying it with that. If they make it past that, if they get to the top of the stairs, I'm hiding around the corner as they get their... Deodorant. Deodorant in the eyes. And then I think there's a baseball bat. No, okay. there's not. Uh, you're not going to do any of them. <laughs> what am I going to do? You're just going to be scared and call your emergency number in your country. Mm. Well, no, no, then I've got an escape route planned and I'll go out the window and down off the balcony. Oh, I don't like the idea of you shimmying down <laughs> the balcony. <laughs> and there's no shimmying. You're just falling out the fucking window. <laughs> You're not going to shimmy anywhere. I've just, sorry to interrupt, I've just got vision of Dee Dee. Someone's broken into her house and she's sitting there furiously knotting bed sheets together yes. so like, she can go out the window. The, the police would turn up and be like, what in the shit? What is the ironing board doing out? What yeah. is the. Do you want to know something weird though? You know how I've got the oldest house in the world and there's all these. So if you go into Trove, which is the big archive in yes, the National you're State obsessed Library. With Trove. I am. Yes, thank you. It's well known. Um, and so there was a story about a robbery that happened at my house. So they must have oh. had a big gathering or a party or something. And it was in the day or two after that. And the bedrooms, I think, have always been upstairs. The rooms that we use as bedrooms have been bedrooms. Someone must have climbed, like broke into the house through the upstairs. But so in other words, they somehow got up and onto mm. our top veranda. I suppose that's another thing I need to think about, isn't it? Um, oh, here we go. We're just adding to the anxiety and the stress. <laughs> yeah. And broke into the room that is our bedroom what? now and stole, and this is where it gets bizarre, stole a um, a necklace. And it said it was like a yard-long necklace, oh. which I'm, I don't know. I'm guessing, I think it was in the 1920s or so. So, you know, how the, the women in that day used to wear those really mm. long chains and stuff. So I have, you know, a charm bracelet. Yeah. I had a charm bracelet, but then I just kept collecting. And so I think I had got a second charm bracelet. I ended up clipping the two bracelets together. There may even be three of them now. And then I put a chain on it. So I've got a long necklace that's like the one they described in that robbery. Mm. I always wonder one day if a burglar will try and come in that way. I don't know how they'd get in there. They'd need to have a ladder. Mm. Like, that's it's a lot of hard work. They've got to get through locked gates. And now with the lighting system. Ah, yeah. I love it. They don't stand a chance, no. no. We've had some shit going on with the um, the fan in the bathroom. Oh. Yeah. Mm. So shit was going on with the fan in the bathroom. So it would just turn on at random. Oh, no. Yeah. When lights <laughs> off. Was it related to lights? No, so it's, it's not. It doesn't have any lights in it. It's a standalone fan above the shower. And a couple of times I would just be in there brushing my teeth or doing, doing whatever you do. And it would just be like, just go on. Oh. And every time it happens, Nico's out. He's like, not for me. See you later. I'm out. And we built our house. So it's like, it's about five, six years old. Anyway, so one time it was going on and I said, just stop it. And it went off. Oh, this keeps happening to you. I know. And it went off. And then... Did you bring a ghost home from Florida? I don't know. But then, so anyway, it was just happening more and more. And then other times I would say to it, can you not do this? And it would stay on. It only ever happened once Mm. that I said, can you stop it? And it turned off. But then I thought 
it was freaking Nico out, so we just got it replaced. So I just called someone up and said, can you come and replace our, fl- our fan? It's weird and it's doing things and can you just come replace it? I so think it, it happens fairly commonly with exhaust fans. I just saw this yeah. one um, uh, Kieran had to look at recently where the, the people were saying that the light was coming on. Yeah. No, it was a light or a fan or something was coming on, but sometimes it's the way the wiring is done and how it's attached to the Well, we had a guy come in. He, like, checked it all, like, changed the switch, did all the thing, put it in. He put a cool one in there too that it shuts inside so, like, creepy crawlies can't fall in from your ceiling. It shuts. Anyway, so last last week or earlier this week, I'm standing in the bathroom – the fan no. went on and I was like Nicholas <laughs> he's like what and I was like the fan's on and he just came into the bathroom and he was like this shit is not for me he's like just no just no to that fan it's brand new everything's been changed it's now the new fan is turning on at random do you turn it off from a switch near the light switch yes yeah so yeah you need an electrician to look at that they okay. did no, someone's trying to reach you. Like someone's well, I don't know what trying the fan to get a message. That is in the bathroom. But what ghost wants there to be no steam in the bathroom? What I mean, what is that but ghost it, it achieving? Doesn't go, it doesn't Mold. go on when the shower's on. It's like we're near the sinks. The shower is never involved. Ooh, is it always? Are you closest mm. always, or is it like I am? We have two sinks, and I am closest to the fan. And it keeps happening in bathrooms because when you're in that hotel, it was a bathroom as well. I know, I know. And I thought it was over because I hadn't thought about it at all, to be honest, because we changed it and then it stopped happening. So I was like, oh, it's done. It was just a faulty fan. But then it started this week. I don't know. And now I talk to it, though. I do say. No, that's no. I do say, like, I was in there going, just stop it. Just turn off. Do you Come talk on. to the television when you're watching TV shows? No. Just the fan. Just the fan. Just the, okay. the random fan that goes on in my house. I don't know. Maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's not. Maybe I just said, can you turn off at the exact time, like the electricity fault fixed? I don't know. What's your position when you're watching television? Do you, like, oh, do you ever... well, let me fucking tell you. Because I... Fuck. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, have just bought a footstool. Oh, oh I've got a footstool. Oh, yes. <laughs> best, so we have a, what do you call it? A chase yes. lounge. And Nicholas always takes the chase. So I am always watching TV side <laughs> Side saddle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so like a Victorian lady. Yeah, I've always laid <laughs> watching on the side. On the shed. Sometimes long. I feel like my eyes go funny watching on the side, right? Why don't you point your feet towards the telly? <laughs> because then I don't have anywhere to put my legs. I just have to sit oh, like point like I'm on an airplane. Like coffin style towards the telly. Yeah, Does but it not I fit did... in the room? No, that way. No, because Nicholas always takes that side. Oh, I see. Well, I'm on the bit where there's no. F- Foot part. So I bought some footstools. I didn't tell Nicholas and then they arrived. He actually sent me a text and said, what is this shit? Because they just put them – because I didn't realise how much it would take. They're the ones you have to put stuff in. Right. Oh, what? They're like the the, – I don't know, poof. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's a poof. (laughs) You have to (laughs) – you have to fill them yourself. Yes, yes, that's good. But who in the shit has enough things to put in there? Like oh. I put some old sheets in there and things that I didn't need anymore. Yes. But now one is like I, – I bought two. One is three-quarters full. One is not. I'm going to have to go and buy rags to 
feel with it. Oh my god, isn't it always? This is ridiculous. Whenever you throw something out, yes, you then realize, oh, I wish I had. Yes, there was a pile of cushions oh. that I had in oh. Bonnie's room when she was about two. She's now twenty-eight. Yes. They have been in the garage. They were all different. I colours. need them. They've been in there for so long. Oh. It was a week ago. If that, in fact, it was you last weekend. Out. Kieran Go said on. to me. Are you ever going to do anything with those cushions in the garage? And I said, no, send them to the tip. Can See? you believe it? It would have been stuffing, just piles That's of what I need. fluffy, soft. After this, I'm going to have to go buy. I'm going to have to buy things. But anyway, now I have my footstool. And yeah, last good. night, I showed Nicholas. I was, he's like, I was like, oh, I'm very uncomfortable. I'm going to get my footstool. And I came <laughs> back and I put my legs up. It's really next level comfort. Have you got a rug? What rug? Blanket? We don't do have, have a rug. Oh, come on. We What's wrong don't? with you? I think you're one step away from a recliner. It's a I slippery have, slope. Oh, I, I have tried a recliner at my dad's house. That is luxury. Yeah. I would fall asleep in I know you time. don't see recliners in vogue, but <laughs> they are <laughs> underestimated. I've got a tartan mohair rug. And it's yeah. and I know that when I've got it, I look like a little old lady, but I don't care. It's, it's so lovely. warm. It's, it's so lovely. warm and cosy. Really, again, covering all the topics. Kirsten, you promised us a feedback. I yes. did. I pinky promised one. There's one from Shannon, yes. and the subject is corpse count. Oh. I felt like when I was reading this, I would say corpse cunt, and oh. thank God I didn't. Oh, you but did, did. Yeah, I did. But you said it <laughs> about not saying it. Ah, it's classic me. Um, okay, it starts. You can see how stressed you are. I know, I'm so... I freak <laughs> out, my hands get sweaty. It's, it's so fine. weird. It's fine, it's fine. Shannon says, Hi girls, so glad you're back. I have two dead body stories worth sharing here. One is good and the other is good until it's shit. Oh. The first one years ago was the morning after a party on a shed block at my friend's house. I woke up hungover AF, needing to piss. Yes. I walked to the top of the block where the toilet was and saw what I thought was a man sleeping on the other side of a chain link oh. fence. Oh. Shannon, come on. <laughs> you know he's not asleep. Come on. <sighs> I thought nothing of it, as this was a pretty ghetto area. Yes. Took a piss yep. <laughs> and went back to the shed. I love how awkward this is. I just love, I love how Shannon's. Why are they sleeping in the shed? No. What about Redbacks? Yeah, but they're just, you know, bunking over for the night. They've been partying. Redbacks love a shed. They do. They? This <laughs> is the thing. Instantly I know. Oh, man. Redbacks. <sighs> Went out again. A while later, he was still there. And it was pretty hot. By then, I thought I should probably go and see if he was okay. And he was not. Oh. He was dead. <gasps> Laying there with lacerations to his body, arms, and money lying on the ground next to him. Oh. I didn't really feel anything. More a morbid curiosity. And then we called the police and they came and did their thing. A few days later, they returned or called, I can't remember, and they uh, got some statements and we found out what happened. The man had been drunk and had assaulted his wife who locked him out of the house. So he then tried to smash his way through a window and in doing so, carved himself up like a ham. (gasps) He gave up and wandered around bleeding like a struck pig until he collapsed behind the block and died. Was that what in the official dick. police report, Shannon, or Shannon? I love that those cops have come back and said, just letting you know, yeah. this guy was a piece of shit. Yeah. 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 Don't feel bad for him. Yeah. yeah. No stress on this one. Yeah. He was a dog. Wow. Yeah. And it is good that they did that, actually. You're right. Because yeah. you would be like, oh, yeah. shit, what happened there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The second part of the story, oh, second sort of dead body story, is my partner and I were driving back north from Port Lincoln and needed to stop for a toilet break. What? Again? What? 
Hey, hey, do not criticise Shannon because she and I, I are sisters in the tiny bladder area. <laughs> yes. Actually, okay. I don't even think it's a size thing because I can – There was I was in a cafe having brunch with some friends just recently and I went to the toilet. I couldn't stop weeing. I just <laughs> – It's just, really long sometimes. What the hell? It must be the size of a watermelon. Yes. <laughs> it would not stop. The wee just wouldn't stop and I'm thinking, yeah. oh, what, it's one of those cafes where there's one toilet for everyone. Yeah. Nicole said that to me because our bathroom, again, is a very active place. A lot of <laughs> in the bathroom and to the point where the dogs know that um they come to the bathroom as well so all like all four of us are in there sometimes at the same time like, that's not usual barry brings his toy because he oh. knows that we always throw the toy like to get him away from the bathroom so it's become a thing when we're in the bathroom it's playtime and sometimes i'm just sitting there peeing and chatting and he's like you're still going and i'm like yeah, i don't know what's going yeah, on yeah and, and you can't cut off it's you very can't. hard to stop you it once cannot. it's going yeah um, so I'm with Shannon. Do not Shannon. criticise her Sorry. activity Back in Shannon. that area. <laughs> Need to stop for a toilet break. So we pulled into a rest stop and I wandered a little into the bush to wee. So I wasn't spotted from the road. As I was walking in, I could smell the smell of something dead. Uh-oh. I just brushed it off as a roux yep. and kept walking in. Anyway, took the piss and was walking out, but because I'm a morbid bitch, (laughs) I had to find out the source of the smell. And that's when I found three black bin bags stuffed into some bush. (gasps) I called my partner and we pulled one out. No, they didn't. No. It was really heavy and it stunk. And we both locked eyes and said, body or what? (gasps) (laughs) So we got a big stick and started poking holes and trying to rip the bag. No. And it ripped. Yeah, I would do that. Yep. Oh, and this black and green sludge just pours out. Don't. <laughs> then oh. a spinal cord. Oh, oh, don't. This is pretty gross. Um, followed by ribs and other miscellaneous crap. I thought it's got to be rubbish, but here was a body in a bag. So we thought, because we're feral, we decided to open the other bags looking for the legs or head and then we'd call the cops. <laughs> Imagine when the coroner turns Shannon, up. Shannon, the Shannon. <laughs> Lots of those for you. No, come the on. The is like, so after the first bag, yeah. you didn't call anyone. You nah. went to the second one just to be sure. Yeah, you just yeah, kept right. ripping them open. Got it. Although I would probably do that too. I can remember, see, my mum's very naughty and bless her. She's got dementia now, so the fun dates are over. But I, we went for a walk once and there was a dead rat on the ground. And this is, oh. she's a grown up. She should have known better. And she went and got a stick and poked it. And she was like oh. flipping it over. I'm going, what are you doing, Mum? Why <laughs> you it's dead? Why are you flipping it over? There, there are people who flip over the dead thing and people who don't. Shannon's clearly one. Shannon, yeah, just going for it. Um, so they poked some more holes and out poured more spines. And they're thinking it's either three headless kids in these bags or it's something else. So we opened them up fully, pouring out all the sludge and oh. shit. And that's when we looked closer and concluded they were tuna. Tuna? Yeah. There were no fins or anything left, just bones and sludge. And if you've seen how big tuna is, you'd know how big their bones can be. Yeah. Exciting and disappointing all at once. I mean, I'm glad there was no bodies, um, but it was still anticlimactic. I'm quite unfazed about rotten death. And for a long time, considered crime scene cleaning, but I don't think I could handle anything to do with kids. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Kirsten, don't take shit from these two. Oh. We're we're all really here for your sit-in episodes. She didn't write that. You're saying that. That's you. No, no, Shannon said What did she say? She said, anyway, Kirsten, don't take shit from these two. Shannon seems like the type that would say that. Yeah. We're all really here for your sit-in episodes. Shannon, thank you. Oh. 
She sounds like a legend. Um, we'll get a drink sometime. Thank you, Shannon. Oh, we'll fucking go have a drink with Shannon. <laughs> yeah, go. Tell us how it goes. <laughs> Tell us, let us know Tell how us. it goes when you're ripping open the garbage out the back of the bar. <laughs> back of the shed with yeah. the yeah. bags. And pissing in the bush. <laughs> have a great time, guys. No, taking a piss. Well, well, <laughs> I will. Shannon, thank you for your feedback. For the Do you tell Excellent. your partner when you're going to the toilet? Every time. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know why we do that. We report it to it. I'm just going to the toilet. Do you say ones or twos? Because I do. Uh, uh, Kieran doesn't announce. Oh, no, he says I'm going to the bathroom, but he takes his iPad with him. So yeah. I know Long what he's hole. doing. You know which Long one. Hole. Yeah. If he doesn't yeah. take the iPad, I know what's going on. Yeah. I think I just say I'm going for a pee. Natalia tells me, but she's like, oh, do you want to come talk to me? I was like, no. Oh, I do that. Oh, I, like, oh, I do that. Really? Yeah. Why? Yeah, because I want to chat. I've got all day. No. <laughs> How can you chat when you're busy doing concentrating? Like we chat. Delivery. If, if he showers, we'll chat. Like I sit on the toilet closed lid yeah. and chat. Just chat. Oh. Yeah. Just banter. Just chat about our days, what's happening. I don't think we're ever in the bathroom at the same time. You do have kitchen a massive, for massive us, house. but we are a. Um, Your house is busy. We're a kitchen family. Yeah, you are. And sometimes we are. I mean, the have you seen the house? Like a rabbit warren, but we always end up in the same one square meter of the house. house. And yeah. I always say, is this house not big enough yeah. <laughs> that we all need to be cramped? And when Harvey was with us, Harvey would be there too. There'd be Everyone's like four there. people and a golden retriever squeezed <laughs> into one square meter of yes. this house that's like a, a rabbit warren. Ridiculous. And we're chronic boilers in our house. Like the kettle is just constantly, we burn through kettles because <laughs> of the Irish. Put the kettle on. <laughs> Put the kettle on, will you? I'm putting the kettle on. Who wants a cup of tea? Yeah. Because it cures everything. I'm the only one that uses the kettle. But even if I've just boiled the kettle and I'll say to Kieran, will come up and I'll say, I've just boiled the kettle. And he'll still, oh, lovely. And he'll make one, but he'll boil it. And it's, it's just boiled. <laughs> it's just boiled. But he needs it to be at that exact temperature. Yeah. Or he doesn't I can trust that. my, he doesn't trust that I've put the right amount of water in. Mm. He thinks there won't be enough. And he never puts enough water in the tea. Mm. Nico always fucking, when he toasts bread, it's not toasted. I think I'm a Nico. I don't like. It just has to be just a little bit crisp, like a tiny, tiny. Yes, like but there's no colour on it. I like yeah, it on like six. It. Do you like it on oh six? Oh my god, I need it to be the colour of the desert. Yeah. Nah. Oh. oh. The desert. Like I need it brown. Yeah, I like it. Like it's yeah, exactly. All right, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> desert. Are um, oh, you going to your banter list? Yep. Okay. Uh, when did pajamas? Okay. When did pajamas become sleepwear? Why are they not called? Why does why does it that have to they have to be fancy? Sleepwear. Oh, Mine are not sleepwear. fancy. It's pajamas. They're Mine pajamas. are old clothes. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, I can't read my writing. Is there anyone in the world? Yes. Who can? Oh, what is that? What did oh, I write? This is the worst banter. Oh, okay. Yes. No. Is there anyone in the world who can? Who can wear? A polo neck or a skivvy type? What are we calling it? A turtleneck, a polo yeah. neck, a skivvy? Is there anyone who can wear one of those and not look like a knob? I wear them. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I do. do. Yeah. What about men? Because, so Kieran and I, he needed to get a new suit. We've got a wedding next weekend. We went into this place to get him a suit and it was very high and gentlemen's, you know, outfitters. And they had this lovely rack. And, and I'm always gravitate towards lovely knitwear, but they were they were – 
polo neck. Yes. Like, like a skivvy type for men. Yeah. And I looked at it and thought, I just, no one can wear one. Simon, I hope you haven't got one. Have you? No, good. Men, okay. <laughs> men wearing them look like they are some kind of Russian assassins. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And That's then I was the at a, time. a function where one of the gentlemen there was wearing a suit jacket with one underneath. What's Brian Simon written on this paper towel? Brian Nankervis. Oh, from Rockwest? Ray- yeah, Raymond J. Bartholomew yeah, is Brian Nankervis. If he wore one, he yeah. would look cool. I just think he looks cool no, no matter what he does. Yeah. I don't know who that is. He's character. Yeah. I wear turtlenecks because I don't like, as we've discussed on this podcast, I don't like my ankles cold ever. I quote you all the time when I put socks on. I say my ankies are cold. I don't like ankies being cold. (laughs) Mm. And it feels nice. No. Oh. It's like suffocating. It's suffocating. Yep. Sorry, do I not know what a turtleneck is? How do your ankles get? (laughs) Sorry, I'm just saying. How are you wearing it? I like all the bits covered. I like to be fully tucked in. Like I do this, like there is an order to getting dressed. Socks first? No. I always put socks on first. Socks first. Yeah, thank you. And then, so, okay, sorry. So before you put underwear on? No, maybe, yeah, underwear first, first, then socks. When's bra? Then bra. Yeah, then bra. Okay. And then you have to put... How weird is it to have bra first? Oh, Oh. strange. (laughs) What's the rest of your body doing? I don't know. Why does that feel more But then I have to put... Imagine if you had a belt on as well. (laughs) Then I put my... This is if I'm getting dressed for work kind of thing. Then I put my top on and then I have to put my pants on and pull them up over my top. I'm fully yes. tucked oh, in. Oh, tuck in. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I had to go to a fancy function the other night and it was and I knew I did, I wanted to wear a jumper but you can't to a fancy function. No. I had like a singlety, you know, like yes. a thing un- tucked into my pantyhose which were yes. up under my ribs. If you wear pa- yeah, leggings are maximum. tucked in. Yep. Maximum as much as I can cover I cover. That's what I mean. So sometimes I like a turtleneck to Just feel even more covered. I think the men think that they look like Pierce Brosnan. They do. And they don't. The only one that comes to mind was... It's like they're going to sell you a velvet couch. <laughs> <laughs> or they're going to say, that I would like to make love to you. Oh, yes. Gabrielle. Gabrielle. Yes. <laughs> Gabrielle. Yeah. I want to make love to you in my turtleneck. And also, there's no way it can be taken off without your whole head you know, no. your lip getting dragged yeah, up in your head. It's difficult. <laughs> there was some photographs of Princess Diana from memory with a high neck on and she, when she had very short hair. Yes. You know, those ones she's sort of leaning over the back of the couch, mm. looking adorable and beautiful as she does. Mm. How are we on the royals at the moment? Okay oh, well, we've just passed. I actually was meant to acknowledge this at the start of our episode. It's one year since our sovereign oh, died. No. Yeah, it's very. And have you seen the shit about Harry and everything? He's over there. No one's talking to him. Well, he's made, you I make your bed July. You I agree. I know. Not even angry at him. I'm actually. He just makes me very sad yeah, because the more he talks, the more you can see how trouble he is. I know. The fact that he just keeps blaming everything on the paparazzi. Yes. Which, yes, they have much fault in his yes. life. Yes. But there's so much unresolved there. I know. And it, whatever mm. help he's had, it hasn't been enough. Mm. Probably no, nothing can ever make it better. Shall we do a story? Please do. Okay, it flows on from one of the feedbacks, so this has worked out quite well. Okay, this story is about Katie Haley. She was a qualified hairdresser and worked in the industry until 2017. We're in Melbourne, by the way, for this. Um, But in 2011, she had her first child, and around that time, she met a man called Shane Michael Robertson. 
The early years of their relationship were happy. Katie fell pregnant in August of 2016. The couple decided to move to a suburb in Melbourne called Diggers Rest. There, their daughter was born in April. But it was from this point that the relationship became strained and it became difficult. Katie started working at a local tavern in Gisborne. Where is that? It's north north of the city, Yes, it would be, um, where she really enjoyed working. Shane, however, began to resent her working there and probably resented her happiness of working there. He didn't like her being around other men and jealousy began to creep in. About 50 k's north of the city. Shane decided in his head that Katie could begin to be unfaithful. He began to question her activities and was checking her phone and her social media accounts. He wanted to keep track of her and would demand that she call him when she finished her shift and always wanted to know where she was. He even went as far as calling one of her male colleagues to tell him to stop talking to Katie. Imagine that. So embarrassing. Yeah. Right? Like, imagine having to explain that. Um, But he wasn't done. And this is just, this part gets me. He went to the effort of setting up a fake Facebook account and a fake Instagram to contact her workmates. The fake social media accounts were under a woman's name called Abby and he tried to use Abby to work out if anything was going on with Katie and her colleagues, like messaging them saying, oh, you know, is Katie into anyone? Anyway, he also used the same account to try and make Katie jealous by making it out as though Abby was his secret admirer. So trying to make out, yeah, correct. It's like an episode of Catfish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He told others, including her family, that she was unfaithful and that the relationship was difficult and that he didn't get any affection from her. He began attending her workplace and watching her and on one occasion he became enraged after he saw her talking with a male colleague. He entered the workplace, confronted her and accused her of flirting. All of this wasn't lost on Katie. She could see it, she was aware of it and she was thinking about leaving the relationship. On March 9, 2018, Katie and Shane went to work. Shane texted his mother and it was those texts that sort of started setting off some alarm bells for his mum. She asked if he was okay. He said he wasn't. And she said, I'll try and organise some counselling for you because she was starting to get worried. On the same day, he was texting Katie and she told him she was over it. Shane continued to text and call her repeatedly and just after 7pm they both ended up at a hotel, I'm guessing it was like a pub, for dinner. By 8.45 they were home to put their daughter to bed. They then began to argue and Katie said it was over, she'd had enough. She started to pack a bag and left the house for a short time. He called his mum and told her that Katie was leaving and that the relationship was over. Katie returned uh, and began packing And he was begging her not to go. After some back and forth, she agreed to stay and sleep in another room. The arguing, however, continued. Yes. Must be so hard for any woman in that situation where you're with someone, you know that Mm. you don't want to be with them anymore, you want to leave. But how do you... It's the actual managing of packing your stuff. Yeah. And taking your things with you. How do you leave? Yeah, how do you go? How do you go? 
Without, Where do you go? Because you know that they're probably going to go off at you when that yeah. happens. And there's also terrifying. be, and I, I don't know if this is what happened in this situation, but it's like some kind of embarrassment of calling your family as well and mm. saying this is what's going on. You need to re- do. You rely on your parents again. Mm. What do you do? Yeah, How where do you, do you ha- go to? What do you do? Yeah, it would be so difficult. Yeah. Um, shortly before. 10 p.m. Shane's mother called and left a voicemail message. He responded with a text message saying, give me time, I'll call. She's here. His mother replied, don't do anything silly. At 10.25, he texted Katie an ultrasound picture of their daughter with the caption, don't give up on us now. We didn't go through all of this for nothing. By 10.30, so five minutes later, he was in a state of rage. He went to the lounge room, picked up a dumbbell made of solid iron. It's about 30 to 40 centimetres in length. He entered the bedroom where Katie was holding the bar. She was lying uh, on the bed, leaning against the bed head, holding her telephone. He approached her and hit her multiple times with the bar to her face and her head. The blows were so forceful and vicious, they killed Katie instantly. God. He then rang his mother and said, I've done it. I've bashed her brains in. There are brains everywhere. The mother called triple zero. He then wrote two notes of apology saying he could not go on without her, left them on the kitchen table and shortly before 11pm he left. It's about him. Yeah. I can't go on without her. Yeah. I killed her but I can't go on without her. Oh, poor me. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he left the notes on the kitchen table and shortly before 11pm he left in Katie's car with their daughter who had been sleeping in the bedroom next to where Katie was murdered. God. On arrival at his mother's house, his mother instructed her son-in-law to go and move his car and block Shane's car in to stop him from leaving. She then rang triple zero again. He began ramming the other car to try to leave. He couldn't, so he fled on foot. Police arrived and he was eventually located in a paddock and arrested. My understanding is that his mother was worried he was going to go kill himself, obviously, given all the back and forth, so they were stressed about that at the time. In his police interview, he admitted killing Katie, saying he lost it. He went to trial and the Supreme Court judge said, photographs taken by police reveal a gruesome and horrific scene. They depict the major and catastrophic injuries Miss Haley suffered and show the destructive force of your assault. These photographs are extremely confronting and difficult to look at. Her sister, Katie's sister Bianca, said that she was the most loving person who had a trademark smile. Um, Miss sorry, Miss Unwin, who was Bianca, told of her consuming pain and suffering due to the tremendous, tremendous absence of Haley. She described how the events of that night will continue to haunt her for the rest of her life. She goes on to say about how she had to defer her university studies and now has terrifying nightmares about what went on. Her brother described her as a fun big sister. He described the trauma of that night that she was murdered and the impact of attending the scene. He said she was always on his mind, that he had lost a sister and a friend he saw nearly every day. Uh, Both her parents gave victim impact statements as well. He was sentenced. Um, He got 24 years with parole of 19. The reason why I did that story is because so many women in Australia are killed 
every week. Mm. And I remember when I wrote, I did this story for work and I remember when I wrote it and I actually don't know how it got through to for the life of me, but in my story I called him pathetic. Yeah. Because it, he was so pathetic that he – she was just a normal woman and she was going about her life, she had friends, she was doing what she wanted to do and it was just this pathetic jealousy that he had – that he he had to have her and she couldn't have anyone else's attention. Mm. But I also do this story because up until the point of her murder, that jealousy is something that so many women would go through yep. with their yeah. partners. That level of jealousy is not uncommon in relationships. It is, un, you know, I don't want to say it always leads to murder, mm. but those are red flags and... You know, I think that they are red flags that can be fobbed off sometimes. Yep. Yep. And I'm not saying that at all that that's what she did, of course, but I'm just saying, you know, so many women go through this and I don't know when it's going to stop. Yeah. Because like one a, woman is murdered almost every week uh, in the Australia. Statistics, the statistics are awful, but the, the, there is a line, isn't there? Because yeah. it, everyone wants to be protected and have the person take an interest in what you're doing yes. and care about what you're doing. So yep. there's... But you you know, you can yeah. sense when something is wrong, when it's yeah. gone from... And she did as well. How she was knew. your day? Like yes. She was like, I need to get out of this. Yeah, to where it's monitoring what you're doing. Yeah. That's that's different to, I care about what you did today. I'd like to hear yeah. who you saw. How was your day? Yeah. As opposed yeah. to, I already know because I was there. Yeah. Yes. And I Outside was watching yeah. you. Yeah. I saw you talk to that guy. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. yeah. Like that is... But I think about how many relationships there would be where men check women's phones. Yep. Mm. And that is abuse mm. in its own way. Yeah. But, you know, I think it can be so easily disregarded and you just don't think that something like this would happen. But no. I think that's what struck me about this story when I covered it at the time was everything was so normal. There's such a you know normal family. She was just doing her thing. Mm. He was a bit jealous. And then it just escalated into, into murder. And so heartbreaking. Her sister's really active in that space or was for quite a while about talking about her sister and making sure that it was known who he was and what he did, Mm. Um, which, you know, hats off to her. But it's such a huge issue in our country. I think, well, everywhere. I think the more people talk about it, the more other women – Listening, sorry, no, no, you hate it when I mention another podcast, but you're really on a roll of doing it. Honestly, (laughs) have you listened to any of something was wrong? No, it's it's pretty good. It's um, there's lots of different seasons, and and some of them are done in different ways. Sometimes a whole season will be one person's, and it's all the person themselves saying, you know, I went out with this guy, and we did this, and then I noticed this, and Mm, then he did this. Yeah, sometimes the whole season will be um, just one person, and sometimes each episode will be, but it's worth dipping into and out of but they're generally stories of women saying and almost every single one of them will be oh I didn't want to say anything or I didn't say anything because Mm. I was what you just said I was too embarrassed or um, I didn't think anyone would believe me or I didn't want you know he seemed so nice I didn't think he could Mm. be doing that yeah and it makes you then think, mm. okay, if I see, I have a little funny feeling. It's when you get yes. that feeling. And I think that's why I did that story because I know that we do stories that are so at the extreme yeah. of murder mm. where, you know, like the crazy and the, you know, on this podcast, kind of like the funny and all that yeah. kind of thing. But that was, that story was just so, there were so many unremarkable parts of it yeah. that yeah. led to that. And that's why I think that it was important to talk about that. It was. Mm. Just to be serious for a moment on this podcast. Okay. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Oh, that's probably about it then. That's oh, no. I'll leave it there. 
No, I've gone too serious for you. Too serious. <laughs> Sorry. Kirsten. Kirsten. Oh, am I, I'm finishing it here. Um, is that a question? <laughs> Jesus, I really sh- I don't know what to say. It is the end of the episode again. Oh, this is weirdly no. formal. <laughs> Whatever, you've heard it. It's done. We're over. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank um, you for coming. Can I, can I? So when we were, my family and I had a holiday. No, she ended it. Now you're uh, going no, to a holiday story. You told yeah, me no. to end it and now. <laughs> because you said thank you for coming last time. I have to tell you what happened in Hawaii. So we had dinner at a um, uh, was, it was a Mexican restaurant. It was on a rooftop, very casual. You know, Mexican vibes. Yeah, yes. Open air. Everyone's like footloose and bouncy Exactly. Free. There's yeah. music. Doo, doo, doo. There's yeah. some bloke there live making tacos. It was all very casual. <laughs> <laughs> and Kieran's never quite sure of what – sorry, I just dinged the terrible. Sorry. Um, Kieran's never quite up to speed with the rest of the world. He's right. just a millisecond behind everyone else. Sure. And – in uh, Hawaii, because Pearl Harbor is there, there's a lot of military personnel. Yes, and somewhere, somehow, he's picked up on the fact that Americans say to each other, say to their military personnel, "Thank you for your service." Oh, <laughs> they yes. Do. As soon as oh, they find no. out, you're so either a police officer was or he's saying it at random. Thank you for your service. No. So the the waitress oh. at the Mexican restaurant comes to the table. It's so casual. It's one of those ones where you tap your card out the table. Beautiful. You know, she's good. And Kieran looks at her with all sincerity. <laughs> says thank you for your service oh no <laughs> yes. oh no he thought that it was something you said you just said to people to the waiter or the and waitress. what did what did they say she was very polite she pretended she didn't hear she just oh. sort of looked at him for a moment too long <laughs> nodded and left the table <laughs> thank you for your service oh, <laughs> she went like, not a worry at all me yeah. and bonnie are like no darling no no wrong wrong wrong, wrong. <laughs> Dead Bodies is created by D.D. Dunleavy and Chanel Vela and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com.